March 30, 2020, it's the Watch for Pedro Show.
fly I told you about is keeping me up again. I'm tired as shit every day at my job because it's buzzing, keeps me from dreaming, and I can never get any rest. I can never get any rest. I can never get any rest. Sure, I'll have another drink with you. I'm already drunk as a bottle. It's a fly that's making me drink, so I'll pass out and sleep through a screaming. I can never get any rest. not mine anymore it's possessed by the drone of a monster goddamn fly I told you about the moon shines on his wings and they're gleaming and I can never get any rest Monday, people. Uh, SoCal here. We're in hunker down mode. So, Brother Matt's at the Love Grotto, Pleasure Point, maybe three miles from my pad here, Pedro. But I'm not totally man alone because of the incredible wonders of those software people in Estonia with their Skype invention. I got with me from Austin, Texas, Thor Harris. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Thanks for coming aboard. We, we started the show off with John Coltrane doing The Night Has a Thousand Eyes, and then you, Thor Harris, fly on the wall. Thor, can, oh. you, can you tell me your earliest musical recollection? Yes, I actually super remember it. My sister, my dad had built this beautiful stereo cabinet thing, and it was probably... 1969 or something, and um, where at? In in Laporte, Texas, which oh. is right down at the tip of Galveston Bay. Thor, this is trippy, but I have conked there like 20 times. We knew some people when we would play Houston gigs. We'd drive after the gig through. Now this ain't the California Pasadena, but this is the Texas Pasadena with about. 100 yeah. 150 refineries. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sports the most polluted Superfund site <laughs> in the country. And then when you get to the Gulf, to Laporte, if you're at the wrong time of year, man, I mean, just running from the boat to the hatch or the pad was like clouds of mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty swampy down there and real polluted. That's where I grew up. And my sister had Jackson 5 records and she started playing them for me. She must have been she must have been in her early teens. I was probably 5 or 6 and uh I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I think James Jamerson was on a lot of that on bass. Yeah. Uh yeah, great band and great dancing, great singing. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, the pad you grew up in Laporte there, were there instruments? Was your parents players or your sister? 
They weren't. My sister played a little bit, but there was a piano. That was the that was that was the first instrument that I started to play around with, and so I played around on piano until I was about nine, and then I started drum lessons when I was nine. Did, with the piano, did you have piano lessons? Yeah, I had. I was really bored with them. Um, now, yeah, I was going to ask you the experience because people on the show, it could be everything from really good to really lame. <laughs> I think it yeah. depends a lot on the teacher. Yeah, I, I don't remember who my teacher was, but then when I started taking drum lessons, I was just riveted. I was I was nine years old, which is you know, that's that's kind of way older than a five or six year old, and um, I was I got just really hooked quickly. What made but you I wanted to play. And I was studying in, in band. You know what? I know a friend of yours, Larry Mullins, and we're both. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're both, we're both like, um, you know, classically trained percussion geeks. But I think he was a good student and I was a bad student. So, well, you know what he so, told me was about that experience? He said at the end of the day, the music professor said, oh, I want you to be a teacher. And he, he didn't want, you know, he didn't want to learn music to teach. He said he wanted to learn it to play. So yeah. Oh, did. yeah. And boy, he does. He plays a lot. He's stuck in Vienna right now. Oh, he is? He's trying to get back to Berlin, but they've closed the boards. You know the situation and everything. Yeah, he was doing some kind of play and stuff. He's got so much work going. Uh, yeah. You know, he helped Michael, Michael with the last uh, Swan album. And then Nick, yeah. he's got like a two-year tour coming up with Nick Cave. But yeah. all that's been postponed kind of. And so, he, yeah, we, we recorded some Stooges here. So, okay, back to, what, did you pick drums? You were getting tired of piano. I, I did pick drums. Um, I, I I saw, I the yeah, I always wanted to play drums. I don't know why, you know, who okay. ever know. In school... Uh, you were in the choir or the band or marching yeah, band? The, band? the band and then the marching band, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so you had music, yeah, okay, it wasn't six years old, but nine years old. That That's still a good young age. What about the stuff, uh, well, let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought for yourself? I think I bought Some Girls, the Rolling Stones record. Yeah, I like record. that album, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good one. And... Um, I bought some Beatles 45s when I was real young. Um, I remember walking to a record store in Lubbock where my mean old aunt lived and buying some buying a Beatles 45 to that song, Something in the Way She Moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> Okay, what about the first gig you went to? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, after the Jackson 5, it was probably quite... Oh, yeah. did I mention I saw the Jackson 5? No, you were just talking was... about your sister playing the records. Yeah, so so I was so obsessed. My parents took me to see them, and I think I was maybe maybe six or seven. And and there's this big arena down there called the Astrodome. Yeah, huge... get this. There's another Laporte connection. That pad that we stayed at, this cat's pop built that thing. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like it, it was like their summer house, you know, their vacation house. Had a little pier going out into the Gulf and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of beautiful down there. Like huge seabirds and tropical plants. It was a, 
it was kind of a beautiful, amazing place to grow up. A little humid, though. Really humid and so hot. <laughs> yeah. That's what the, the idea of a summer house. I'm just thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's okay, really so how, how was this gig, Thor, at the... It, it, blew, it blew my mind. They had they their drummer was in a plexiglass booth, and I didn't understand that. Like it was, so they were in the round, and I I don't. So I guess they were all the stage wasn't spinning, but we'll get to spinning stages because that does happen in a couple of years. Okay. Um, but at this show, the stage was round, but I don't think it was spinning. And I remember they rode around the edge of the Astrodome in a Cadillac first, like on the inside, so that they could get close to all the audience. Whoa. Uh, but what about the thing uh, after school with the basement or bedroom or garage band? Did you do that stuff with friends? Yeah. Yeah. By that. So then I sort of got into prog rock. I got really into Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Alan White. Bill yes, yes, and and especially Bill. Oh, they, they they did spin around one tour. Yeah, that's right. So then, when I was like twelve or thirteen, I saw Yes, and they did spin around, indeed. <laughs> and that that was Alan White on drums. Okay, the, and uh, that completely blew my mind with Rick Wakeman. Well, you know, actually, I found out it was the bass player, his band. Yeah, it was Chris Squire's Chris band. Squire. Yeah, you know who know you know Chris Squire used to go into this music store that I'm sure you've been in. It's called Main Drag. It was it's in Brooklyn. No, you haven't been in it. Well, okay, it's in it's in Brooklyn, just at the edge of Williamsburg. And um, I guess Chris Squire went in there sometimes, and he met Norman from the Swans a few times. Whoa, I got uh, to be on a prize with Norman. I, we were, you know, we traded files over the internet, but oh, nice! You know, yeah, Norris, he's I the think, best. I think Chris Squire they'll live for a time in SoCal. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, but man, he's big in the mix. And then when I found that out, because I guess the other guys tried to tour under the name, and he owned the name. Yeah, and he remember he always had that Rickenbacker yes. sound that was wonky. Yeah. That was so nice. <laughs> There's that song Roundabout where it's gigantic. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know where you know where I saw you play one year at the Off Festival with Iggy. Oh, Stooges. Yeah, yeah, Stooges. It was so good, and I think it was Larry on drums. Yeah, the last two years because Scotty Simon got sick, you know. Yeah. And uh, March fifteenth, we lost him. Now it's five yeah. years ago. Yeah, I, th I think of the Ashton Brothers all the time. Yeah, I bet you do. And brother Steve. Yeah. Ig. It was really kind. He played a bunch of Minutemen. You know, he's got a show on the BBC. Oh, he does? Yeah, on Friday nights. And he played a bunch of Minutemen last Friday. So, or we awesome. Yeah, he's always been very kind to me. Oh, uh, man. Minutemen are so important to all of us. The, the Houston gig we first time played was put on by a guy who owned a record store. And he called himself Chuck Rose, Chuck State. Because after that, Tom Bunch did our gigs for many, many years. Oh yeah, Tom Bunch. Yeah, but the first time I guess he helped this guy, and it was it, it was in in town. It was outside in one of these industrial parks. You know, Houston was a trip, and then of course yeah. he he ended up with the Vatican and stuff like this. But uh, I want to play Lois Monkey Rider. Oh, good. 
You know what? I, I got stuff to say about that.
I don't mean to interrupt you. I see you've had a few. I just want to understand you before I go to war with you. Like why you get so scared of the fragile we can win. We're a nation in reverse, trapped inside your heart. We're all fucking morons Don't you know it's true? We're all fucking morons My fingers pointing straight at you To all the fucking children You can take the go with you And all the shots have closed There's a few stones on the road And everywhere there's warning
say it made us lose our breath. Then global travel spread the death corona. Corona. You cleverly just killed the old corona. You did your job. We got their gold. There's so much wealth for everyone. There's much more land under the sun. Corona. You made the world a better place by thinning out the human race. You killed the old and in the way. No hat. Here to stay, Corona. Corona. The animals are happier, Corona. So many humans gone away. The water's clear, the skies are blue. New paradise is yours to view. Corona. Corona. We call you now our lucky stars. Corona. We stay at home and pass the hours. We live our life in ivory towers, and now we're glad 'cause we've got ours. Corona. You made the world a better place by thinning out the human race. You killed the old. And in the way, no paradise is here to stay. Corona, 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 Corona. Fun. We're different. 
You can tell by looking at thumbs. You can tell we're different by looking at. You can tell thumbs by looking at. We're different thumbs. We're different. You can tell and you can tell by looking at. By looking at thumbs. Thumbs. We're different. We're different. You can tell and you can tell thumbs. We're different. You can tell thumbs. Pedro show, Thor Harris, Lois Monkey Rider, and, and Thor's got something to say about that, people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, so you know what I was kind of trying to do there? And I know that Mike Watt will know about this groove. You know, if somebody says, like, what's the coolest groove? It's Lowrider by War. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Great, great, great one. I was sort of trying to, without a drum set, I was trying to make a groove as, I mean, like if I try for the rest of my life to make a groove that cool, I never would. But You, you know, know, it's a good it's, groove. Do you, do you know uh, Harry Nielsen? Yes. And, and Herbie Flowers, bass man? Yeah. There's a song called Jump Into the Fire. And I think the drummer man is Jim Gordon, a guy who's in the mental hospital for killing his mom with a hammer. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's the Ricky Don't Lose That Number guy, too. Oh, really? Wow. And also, uh, what's the end part of uh, Layla? That piano thing, he composed that. Yeah. So all the what I heard, the royalties go to all the inmates. They can have uh, musical instruments because of the royalties from that wow. tip in his ward or something. Okay, so you're trying to make a cool war. That that's a badass groove. You are you are right. Thanks. Yeah, totally. I tried. And then comic gain after that. We're all fucking morons. Which is kind of uh, what I see when I'm seeing all these people hanging out at the park and the beach and people. We got a yeah. virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just hunker down for a little bit and keep it from yeah. spreading. But where, where, where? Hey, you know what? A, a, a amazing thing that I heard the What's other day. For? My 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 wife Peg is really brilliant, and she said she listens to all these scientists all the time. She said. If everyone would be still for two weeks, yeah. this would be o this would be over in I two weeks. That. I believe that. Or, or a huge fucking dent in it. Then we yeah. have Orthodox from Spain with uh, Countess Bathory. And Human Grey after that. That's Tom Herman. He, Perubu guitar man. He just made a solo record. And oh my goodness. Psycho. I think... Uh, these guys were from the early 70s. They ended up doing only one gig, but they made an album. The Maze here. Same uh, title, Minuteman had a song called Schizofuel out of Amarillo, which is up that. There's an interstate with Lubbock, right? Uh, the Reaper. V. Vale with Corona. V. Vale. Actually, uh, Blue Cheer had five members or six members. People don't remember that. Uh, Lucy Leave out of Oxford. England, Thumbs, and finally Thorn Friends with The Other Last Straw. So so tell me about some of the, your early bands in uh, like junior high and high school. Um, well, in junior high, I was real obsessed with Rush. If you were a drummer, if you were a drummer in, you know, 1978, you were into Neil Peart. So... <laughs> We, we we I was in a band that was kind of proggy that wanted to be Rush when I was in probably eighth grade. I still really loved all those all the funk and soul stuff that was on what we back then called crossover radio. You would hear it on AM and FM, yeah. um, and you know Motown and Stax were 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 huge crossover um, players. So I was still really into that stuff, but the band that I played in was kind of like a Rush wannabe rock band. And then, then I went to college. I went to art school, and that was thoroughly boring. And um, 
and and so uh, I I I started playing in bands and dropped out of art school, and that that's that was when I was about twenty in Austin and formed a, a like sort of like that was at the time when funk and punk were sort of crashing into each other. Oh yeah, in, yeah. In like the mid mid eighties, and I was in a band uh, called Stick People in Austin with this tall black albino singer. Um, and big we were boys, a band. big boys were kind of funky. Yeah. Big boys. I I'm friends with Tim Kerr and yeah. biscuit biscuit. We've, we've lost biscuit a yeah. few years back, but Tim Kerr is still around and doing awesome things. And then he had something called bad mother goose. That was kind of funky too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Bad Mother Goose, exactly. And so what happened with Stickman? We, Stick People broke up after about four or five years of playing. Tell me, what the first, tell me what the first gig was like. Oh, man. It, uh, it must have been in some uncomfortable bar in Austin. Um, back then... We would get, we would do these like access TV gigs where where, where we would play on TV and, and get filmed. I think our first gig was one of those cable access, next, yeah, yeah. And then our, our they would have music shows, cable access music sure, shows, sure. and uh, some of those are just amazing. Like if you can find old footage of those shows, there's a Minutemen um, Men one from uh, downtown LA. They they were because the cable companies because they were going to have a monopoly on the. So they had to provide, it was one of the incentives to give them the monopoly to provide public access. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that went away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so then we just played like, a, you know, four years worth of mostly humiliating gigs in, in Austin, between Austin and New York. We, were, we, we developed a little bit of a following in New York. We were, um, and we sort of had some industry buzz but then we broke up of course did you record before you broke up we did there is recorded stuff and it's good i i've i've listened back to it and it's i'm i'm still proud of it now now uh was that your first recording and your first gigs with stick man yes stick okay. people yeah stick people i'm sorry stick people there was another band called stick men yeah, with yeah that's what i'm thinking of i'm sorry Stick people. I'd like, man, if you can later flow me some of that stuff, I'd love to play on the show. So, okay. So, so after a few years, you broke up, and the the merger music path take you. Uh, then I started. I moved away from Austin just for a little while. Moved to San Francisco. I sort of lost my mind. That's another long story. And then I mo I moved back, and to Austin. Um, and just started playing with whoever. And I was playing with one of the guys from Stick People and this woman, Lisa Germano, not to be confused with Lisa Gerard, but they were both 4AD artists. I started playing playing with her. And this was in the, er, the kind of early-ish 90s, maybe 93 or something. Yeah. And we toured some, uh, again, mostly fairly humiliating gigs. But but she was she was really really brilliant and talented. Um, and um, 
And then I wrote a letter to Michael from the Swans and met him in, I guess, 96. I met the Swans on their farewell tour. Um, they came through Austin. and But the band was just breaking up. Swans was was ending then. So I started playing with Angels of Light, which was Michael's band after broke up swans and and um we made a really beautiful record called new mother larry mullins our friend is on that too um and and we did some touring but there like it was like mostly pretty sparsely attended because we weren't called swans anymore we were called angels of light and so you know when you change your name it it, uh, the branding. Yeah, the branding is you lose all that branding. <laughs> the tra- I think they would say, because, uh, you know, they come up with clinical talk like military, you know. You, you don't bomb yeah. people, you deliver ordnance. So, so like, uh, traction. The brand traction. lost traction. <laughs> so, then what I, what I, so, by then my, my life was, like, I was playing kind of with a lot of different people, um, Oh, and then uh, we, I joined like these two younger, brilliant songwriters in the in uh, in this band Shearwater, and we kind of toured a lot. and And what I started to feel at that point is that I had practiced drums a lot, but but what I really felt about drums was that really fancy drumming was really boring. <laughs> and 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 you know, rarely did I or anybody else want to listen to that you know <laughs> simple was so much better and um tommy, you know, tommy ramone <laughs> yeah so so I, I started to i started to take like like i got a clarinet and a trumpet and i started to take like i would take one lesson from a teacher in town yeah and then i would, I would take the instrument with me yeah. So that this was before the internet, so that when I was like sitting around, you know, like by the dumpster out in the back by, you know, of the club, yeah. I, I would have something to do. I, I would read a lot, I read more books than I read throughout my entire education, but I, I would sit with an instrument that I didn't know how to play and, and, and learn it. So then that kind of, you know, I mean, that, 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 that changed the my approach like every and I still do that like I still pick up instruments that I don't know how to play and see if I can get anywhere on them and it just enriches and changes my feeling about music every time it's great technique hey, and Thor, by then I was I was I was I gotta getting, hold you Thor because we're at the end of the first hour March okay. 30 2020 edition of well, Peep Dro Show, special guest Thor Harris. Hold tight for hour two. March 30, 2020. It's the second hour of the lot from Pedro Show.
for okay. Pedro Show. We start off the second hour with uh, Foreign Friends. I told you they were lying. And then Bill's pump out of Leeds with the rise and fall of the alpha male. Lauren, Guardian 2, Trotsky Ice Pick, first record from them in 20 years. Fire season. Andre Vita out of um, Berlin with Let's Do This. Jerker Graham Quintet with an untitled piece. And finally, Room 40 Dub, Thor Harris. Okay, so you're talking about this thing about your drumming getting influenced by you trying out other instruments, just getting a little start on it and then fi finding it on your own. Yeah, then I got in, I got hanging out with Michael Giraffe from Swans. We both really loved all these mid 20th century minimalists like Steve Reich, Moondog, Terry Riley, John Cage, of course. And James Tenney. Yeah. Lamont Young. Got, yeah, Lamont Young. Um, I got super into that stuff. And so I started w wanting, that's, that's what the band Thor and Friends is based on all the all the mid 20th century minimalists um and it's it, i don't play drums in it there aren't usually drums in it and, and do you think uh maybe yeah maybe too much cliche in rock and roll or, or, or the people twist up rock and roll and kind of chased you away yeah a little bit i mean i know that new life could could happen in rock and roll but just right now like when you're hearing it in car commercials and stuff yeah. I, I sort of feel like where you know like uh it's a shit. yeah I'm a, I'm a little bit I'm, i don't i mean i do play drums on i i do overdubs for people and sometimes that entails drum kit but i i'm not playing drum set in a band right now i still love to play drum set but um but yeah, I've gotten a bit away from rock and roll. Um, How long did you serve with the Swans? Uh, well, we we made it. We made a comeback record in 2010, and That's I right. toured. I toured with them until about 2016, and then I quit, not knowing what I was gonna do. But I knew that I needed a at least a break from that. And so I started a band with a bunch of women that's called Thor and friends. And it's like all this real pretty soft music. It's not, all, you know, it's, I don't know if soft is the right description, but it's like, it's like Steve Reich or, or, uh, you know, it's, it's repetitive. There's no, it's not loud. Um, and, and that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years until this joyful noise thing came along. And and that six albums in one year, yeah. <laughs> You're Bob Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like like the playing part wasn't that hard. It was like coordinating all the emails and like just ha ha having that many plates spinning and up in the air was um, dizzying. I want to play as above, so below. Okay.
much space do you need that you have to kill small creatures, almost like it's your divine right, to eliminate what threatens your profit? Did you ever stop to think that moderation is important in everything? You just have to let some of it go. The world could be destroyed by greed. You can't see the natural process and everything. Even those small creatures have a space. And when you engage my services, you seem to think that I owe you. But by your tips, I make my living. You just have to keep your wallet fat, so you criticize or just plain cut me. The waitress works hard in a restaurant. She does so much more than serve food. There's a whole operation for your atmosphere, the pleasant time you take for granted. Just where the hell do you get off not tipping? Their wages are low for a reason, to get you really cheap food. One thinks you would appreciate that, but you just take it for free and sit there wondering why the world doesn't resolve around you. Well, let me tell you, my friend, we deserve a little space, too. Thank you.
For Pedro Show, as above, so below, Thorne France. Joe Brewer, cousin of Jack Brewer, for those not willing to share. Craig Bell, bass man from Rocket from the Tombs, 2101. He's got a brand new album. Bahan Boy, Machico, uh, Magico, and this is uh, AJ, Amsterdam. Mario DeSandro, who just moved here. It's SoCal, Break Free. And finally, Thor Harris with Ass Tiger. Okay, so when it's something like this, just Thor Harris without end friends. Yeah. So what, is so, that man alone? Well, no, Ass Tiger was done with, a, um, that's on a, that's on one of the six records is a dub record, because I really love dub. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I thought, you know, you sort of know what DJ Screw did to hip hop. I thought a similar thing could be done to dub, just sort of deconstructed, slowed down. And I had I have this drum machine where if you write a, a drum part at a certain speed, and then you slow it down, it pixelates the sounds, so it sounds really just busted and, and <laughs> like a like a like an acid trip. Yeah. And 
and and my friend had a slightly out of tune piano, which was perfect. So it's it's a it's an entire dub record, but it's it's just sort of busted, real busted sounding dub. And um, we're gonna make a second one. And uh, I just like nowadays, an amazing thing that maybe not all your listeners know is every musician has a little thing sitting by his laptop. It's an interface. They cost about 120 bucks. And so we all can record at home now. We can do multi-tracking. Yeah. So it's so fun just to send tracks around to different people. And I'm not at all a control freak, um, although I have played with many control f- freaks. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't get. I, I send tracks to people, and I give no instruction, and just take whatever they send back to me, and. Uh, most of these six records were done in that spirit. Like oh, as above, so below. I sent that track to Jen Wasner. I, she's she plays in she plays in Y Oak and Flock of Dimes and Bonnie Bear. And um, I didn't know what she would do, but it's amazing what she sent back. Yeah, I mean, music is a righteous fabric to connect humans. Without sure is. somebody having to have somebody's boot on somebody else's throat. Look, we're out on the end of hour two, March 30, 2020. This is Watt Pedro Show special guest story. Hold time for hour three. March 30, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt Pedro Show.
so itchy.
Lot for Pedro show. Start off third hour with Thor and friends doing mystery train. And uh, uh, people, he's going to enlighten you uh, who's on that track with him. Low. Low is on that track. Alan and Mimi. Sure. Now, also, called, this I, amazing singer, this amazing singer, Jolie Holland. If y'all don't know her stuff, she's just got this amazing, strange voice. Yeah. Jolie Holland. She, she's from California, like Mike Watt. Okay. Well, not original. I came here when I was nine. I was from Virginia. Oh. <laughs> My pup was a sailor, and it's closer to Vietnam here. You know. <laughs> it was 1968. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, then we had San Arto with Heroin Train. Crane, he's from the hill up here, Pallettburg. He's in Idaho now. Need a pimp. Here for you. And finally, Thorn Friends with Dies in Paris. So, this 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 uh, Thorn Friends, you're trading files. So there wasn't really one main studio, right? No, those two, those two, we did, the first two Thorn Friends records were made with Jeremy Barnes, who's the drummer from Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah, but sure. he, He's also half of this amazing band called A Hawk and a Hacksaw. Yeah, and, I, the last tour I did in the fall, I conked out his pad one of the la, in the last week of the tour. Excellent, no, such they, a sweetheart. They've been on the show, they're a great, great band. Yeah, they're great, and he, um... He produced and played a lot on the first two Thorn Friends records, and he produced the third one and played some on it. But the third one is really like Jeremy's brainchild. And Heather, of course, Heather plays on, on those two, Heather Trost. Sure, sure. That's the other, the other half of the band, yeah. Yeah, other half of Hawk and a Hacksaw. So those guys have been huge in the in the formation of Thor and Friends. It's, it's really just me and my gal Peggy Gorbani. Yeah. And a really brilliant lady. I call her Goat, but some call her Sarah Gautier. <laughs> okay. I want to play Lowly D. <laughs>
Bob from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Lonely D from Thorn Friends. Uh, Mega Doubt with Pan Emic number one. And finally, Fallen, Thorn Friends. That's a big whaler. Oh, yeah. Fallen is great. Fallen. I love it. I love it. So, so uh, which, uh, first, you got to tell people where they can find you on the Internet. Oh, man. Well, you know what? You know what? I There's a lot of different places. Uh, Joyful Noise is selling a whole bunch of our different things now. Joyful Noise recordings. But um, we're also on Bandcamp, and I love Bandcamp. Sure. Uh, is, there Bandcamp, a, is there a Thor Harris website? Uh, there is a Thor Harris website, but I think better is just to go to thorharris.bandcamp.com. Oh, but sure, is, sure. But you but probably is, have links, right? You probably have links to the Bandcamp site from your Thor Harris site, right? Yes, the Thor Harris site is thorharris.org. Okay. T-H-O-R... H A R R I S dot org, people. Uh, yeah. And now, what's your next plans, Thor? You know what? Honestly, I think that that touring is canceled. We were supposed to go to Australia and Tasmania, but I think touring is going to be off for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, am, I do have a couple of things with. I play in this band called No Place Trio with a couple of guys that live in Berlin, but. I don't think it's going to happen. That was supposed to happen in August, but we'll just see. You know, I, I, I think that I'm just going to continue to uh, socially distance by sending files all over the world. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's great. So far, yeah. so far, it's going great. Hopefully, what, I can get Mike what about Watt. This to idea, play, Thor? I would like to get Mike Watt to play on the next Doom Dub record. Fuck, you got play. it. There's a lot so, of bass. <laughs> Yeah, it's so fun for a bass what, player. What, what, let, let me run this idea past you, Thor. Live streaming. I love that idea, but how do you do it? Would you use... Um, we're, 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 me and my uh, organ man, Pizzo, are trying to set up our studio. Because you got the good sound. See, what I hate about the YouTube.com, you know, people just filming the gig, and it sounds like shit over the leash, yeah. you know? So if, you, if you're if you doing it from a studio that's set up with some cameras, maybe you get the good sound and some visual. Yeah, that would be amazing. Don't people use um, Zoom to do that? And you can, I think, I think those six cello players that just put out a concert like three days ago, I think they used... Yeah, it's more of conferencing. I'm, 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 I'm thinking more of a one-way thing where you just, it's like a virtual gig on the internet. Yeah. I saw Brian... Uh, not Brian, uh, Chris Brokaw, who used to play with oh, yeah. uh, I met Tal- him. Talia Zadik and uh, Cub, yeah. right? He did yeah, this thing where he good. just played guitar and sang for people. Wow. Yeah, maybe solo shows, live streaming are going to be where it's at. I'm a little bit of a Luddite with some technologies. Not all. I'm getting pretty good at digital recording. But, um, yeah, I, I, if we're going to play shows... They're not going to be in crowded, sweaty rooms anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I'll tell you a weird fucking thing. I'm not saying I got any kind of ESP or premonition, but the last tour in the fall I did, I wouldn't shake people's hands. I only gave them elbow or maybe wow. a knuckle. And I didn't get sick. 45 gigs in a row, never got sick. Man, one time, and speaking of speaking of infectious diseases, one time I, I went to a scratch acid show in Austin. David Yao. And it was like one of the sweatiest, most glorious, wonderful mosh pits that I was ever in in my life. And I, yeah. you know, was in it a lot. But this this one was just like everybody was picking each other up when they would 
fall down and it was just like such a love fest i got like the worst virus from that <laughs> now it's like well maybe there's, there is something to this germ theory of... <laughs> yeah i got to play with david yao uh with the two guys uh, from flipper steve and uh oh Ted. yeah david yao is on uh the doom dub record oh he is yeah he's he's a, great, he's yeah. a it's on that song "Fly on the Wall." It's it's a Jesus Lizard song that we reconfigured as a sort of like film noir spoken piece. Well, well, we started the show off with today. Okay, you know David's really into acting. He told me he's kind of finished with music. He wants to be an actor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a trip. So, you say your next plans because the situation it's hunker down. Let's compose. Down let's record and trade files. This kind of thing, right? I think that's yeah. That's as far as I've gotten. And and who these days is inspiring you? You know what I, I got? I got into this band Wakti, U A K T I, and I think it's pronounced Wakichi, and they're from Brazil. They're super inspiring to me. Um, the Necks. Do you know the the band The sure. Necks uh, from Australia? Australia, right, right. Yeah, I love The Necks. They're, they're doing things right now that I think are just so glorious with just, you know, the simplest of instruments. And they do it. It's a, it's mesmerizing to watch live. Yeah. Well, you know, they're like skateboarders. You know, they take chances. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> Thor, yeah. Thor, it's been a big honor to have you on the show. I want you Such to keep pleasure, on, keep it God. on. And I would love to be part of your dub proj. Awesome. Uh, just, you know, flow me the things and I'll flow back. Uh, awesome. But uh, people, Thanks so check, much out, for check out ThorHarris.org and what he's got going on. Six albums one year, maybe next year's eight albums. Watch yeah. out, Bob Pollard. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Thor, beautiful. People, it's been the March 30, 2020 edition of Watt for Pivo show. Keep your powder dry.